Welcome everyone. I am Tori and this is the Live Well Lumberjack podcast. Today we'll be speaking with Aja and Kristen about food insecurity and sustainability. Food insecurity impacts roughly 38% of college students nationwide. If you are experiencing food insecurity, it is important to remember you are not alone. There are amazing resources mentioned in this conversation and also linked in the episode notes. We are so excited for you to listen in on this informative conversation. Welcome Lumberjacks. Come explore the world of wellness with us. This podcast offers you an opportunity to listen in on passionate discussions surrounding health and wellness. Through these conversations, we hope to provide fresh, engaging takes on contemporary topics that explore health, well-being, identity, and social justice issues. So listen in and live well. Thanks so much for listening to the Lumberjack podcast. Today we have Aja and Kristen on. We're going to talk about food insecurity and sustainability with both of them. So first of all, I want to introduce Aja. Um, she is involved in Louie's Cupboard. And Aja, if you want to tell a little bit more about yourself, take it away. Well, hi, yeah, I'm Aja. I recently graduated from NAU in May of 2020. So I'm new here in the office of the Dean and I recently started working with Louise Cupboard in July. Um, I really like this job. It feels like I'm mentoring students all over again. Oh, that's awesome. Congrats on graduation. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then we also have Kristen who works with Campus Dining. So Kristen, if you wanna tell us a little bit more about yourself, go ahead. Yeah, so I'm the sustainability specialist for campus dining, and um, I actually also am a graduate of NAU. I graduated in May of 2019 and was um, one of the founders of the Food Insecurity Task Force, and I think there is a lot of overlap between sustainability and food insecurity, so I'm really excited about this conversation. Awesome, yeah, I'm super excited to dive deeper into this. So to start off, um, for those of you listening, some people might not know what food insecurity is. So the first question I have is, what is food insecurity and who does it affect the most? I can take this one. Um, so food insecurity, basically, there is a wide variety of what this can mean. Um, you don't have enough money to purchase your food. You don't have any enough food in your house. Um, it affects students, faculty, staff, children, um, many people. It really doesn't matter on your economic background, your ethnic background, your age, or anything like that. Anybody can fall into food insecurity. Wow, yeah. So it sounds like it affects pretty much everyone, and I'm glad that we're talking about this then. Um, so what are some of the factors that are contributing to today's food insecurity crisis? I believe that one would currently at today's day and age, it would be COVID-19. Um, yeah. A lot of students aren't have, don't have a lot of jobs on campus right now because not everybody is here on campus. Um, it's just a means to not having the funds or the time or basically like 
the courage, I suppose, because I know a lot of people um, don't like to come to distributions because of the whole aspect of, oh, I need to ask for help. I don't want to do that type of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. So do you think that COVID recently, you've seen more people like hesitant to ask for help with COVID going on or has that always been the case? I feel like it's always been the case, but recently I've noticed we had an increase of students, faculty and staff who are using our resource here on campus um, because I feel like there's no other option for them really because the people who do use our resource, they are people who live on campus and they can't travel off campus to these other resources that Flagstaff provides. Yeah. So when you say resources, you're talking about Louis Cupboard. Can you expand on, you know, what Louis Cupboard is and what type of resources you offer to people on campus? Perfect. Um, Louis Cupboard is a food pantry on campus located in the University Union right next to ASNAU. And we have biweekly distributions as well as daily um, grab and go bags that we give out to students who need to use um, our resources for food. Uh, we also provide hygiene products um, at our distribution. And that's something we've recently implemented as well as our Louis Lunchbox, which we provide produce boxes for the residence halls um, at our distribution. And from that, uh, Louis Cupboard has grown exponentially within the past year. Wow, that's awesome. So is this a free service? Yes, it is completely free. All they have to do is go on the Louise Cupboard website um, and click the request food form. Mm -hmm. And you just fill out if you wanna to come to either distribution or just a grab and go bag. The difference between those two is at our distributions, you do get a larger portion of food based off of your family household size. Mm -hmm. And the grab and go bags um, are about two to three days worth of food um, for a single person to two for three people, I believe. I'm not too sure um, about the size. I've never really asked the students of like how this has benefited them, but from what I can see, our grab and go bag numbers have increased a lot. Well, that sounds like an awesome resource to have available on campus. Is this something that is just available to students or faculty members as well? Or what about people off campus? Uh, students, faculty, and staff, as long as you're a part of the NAU community. Um, I'm not too sure if we serve anybody not a part of the NAU community. I haven't really seen too much of those um, backgrounds, but yeah, um, I can definitely see if that's an option. Oh yeah, yeah, I was just wondering, just for our listeners out there who um, you know might not be necessarily a part of the NAU community. Um, so that's good, some good information. Um, so my next question is, have you seen or what is the trend right now of people experiencing food insecurity? Do you think that it's higher on college campuses rather than nationwide or um, what do you think about that? I can chime in on that. I mean, I think Aja probably has some to add too, but I think um, in recent years, they have noticed that food insecurity is an issue that affects a lot of college students. And there can be a lot of different reasons why a student specifically is food insecure. It could be financially related, but it could 
also be that they're living on their own for the first time and they might not have the educational resources to know how to provide food for themselves, like what to buy at the grocery store, how to cook a meal at home, things like that. And also um, a lot of students have very demanding schedules if they are working on top of school, so they might not have the time to prioritize a healthy, balanced diet. And um, if they don't have as much access to food, it does take more time and, and resources to get that food. So, um, and of course, finances too. You know, sometimes students are having to choose between buying their textbook for class or, you know, buying the groceries that week. And Yeah, Aja, do you have anything to add about that? I just know that you work really closely with students, so. Um... <clears throat> uh, honestly yeah I feel like I agree with Kristen it has been more of a college student type of um, thing rather than a nationwide thing mm -hmm. um, in a sense uh, it is really bad nationwide but I also do see the numbers and college campuses have a it's higher than the national rate sometimes yeah, that makes sense, especially with all the factors that Kristen listed about, you know, not having the time to prepare a meal, not having the money necessarily to buy all the things required in college and also food. Um, but you did mention something, Kristen, that I want to jump on. Um, you said that, you know, students don't always have the time to prepare like healthy food. So would you say that food insecurity is, you know, one aspect, not having the money to buy food at all, but then in another sense, it's not having the money to buy necessarily nutritious food and buying like the cheapest possible option. Yeah, I definitely think that part of being food insecure is your access to healthy food uh, because someone might uh, have access to, you know, just fast food restaurants or gas stations, but they might not have access to fresh produce or um, more balanced meals. And I, I would still consider someone food insecure if they don't have access to healthy food, even if they are eating, uh, might not be a, a diet that supports a healthy lifestyle, which is something that we definitely want to see everyone have access to. to. And um, so, yeah, I think having healthy access to healthy food specifically is an important part of um, food security. And what I say gas station and fast food specifically because one issue that we notice, maybe not specific to NAU's campus, but uh, across the nation is this idea of food deserts and which uh, often leads to food insecurity. So a food desert is basically when someone doesn't have access to grocery stores or a variety of healthy foods. And we see this a lot in rural areas, especially in lower income communities. And generally speaking, people living in food deserts, there is a higher rate of food insecurity. Yeah, it's, it's super interesting to think because I feel like when, when most people think of food insecurity, they think of people that don't have food at all. So, you know, kind of shifting your mindset and thinking about food insecurity as, yeah, they might be able to purchase food, but it's not necessarily food that's going to be nutrient dense and benefit their health. Um, so I'm really glad that you mentioned that. And then um, you mentioned food desert. So can you explain more what a food desert is and like how it might occur or what are, what's the reasoning behind, you know, these food deserts? Yeah, so um, like I said, it happens a lot in rural areas of the country, but it can also happen in urban areas too. 
And the definition of a food desert actually changes based on where you're located, because if you're in an urban area, a food desert might mean that you don't have a grocery store in your neighborhood, uh, which means you have to travel farther to get that fresh produce or a, a better variety of food. And then also factoring in, you know, if someone doesn't have access to a vehicle, they might not be able to get to that grocery store very easily. So they just might go down to the gas station and pick up some pre-prepared item or packaged food, which again, they're eating, but is it really healthy? Is it good for them? Is it supporting their a healthy lifestyle? And so um, I think there's a lot of things contributing to food deserts. It's definitely an issue of um, environmental justice is what I would call it. Because like I said, it, um, these show up a lot in lower income communities. And um, with our food system is a very complicated system and it's become very industrialized over the years, which a lot of people tend to think that with an industrialized food system, we're producing more food so more people can eat it. But that's not necessarily true because Americans waste a lot of food. So it's, I always find it so interesting to think that we, we produce so much food but are wasting so much of it, yet there are so many people across country who are food insecure or um, have very low food security. And so I think finding ways to address food insecurity, you have to talk about food deserts and how we can get everyone access to food and access to healthy food. And I think there's a lot of disconnect between people and the food that we're eating, even the people who do have access to food because of the industrialization of the food system. And um, I feel like I really went off track here. No, that was awesome. No, that was awesome. And I love that you made that point, you know, we're producing so much food as a nation or, you know, in the entire world, we're just producing so much food, but we're wasting so much food as well. And Aja, I know that um, Louis Cupboard is doing something with some of like the unused food on campus. Can you talk more about that? Um, for that, we haven't really started that yet. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, in the future, we can look forward to that. <laughs> Yes, definitely in the future. But currently, right now, we do get our produce from Flagstaff Family Food Center. Mm -hmm. um, so they donate it to Louise Cupboard, and we provide the residence halls with those Louise lunch boxes that I mentioned before, mm -hmm. as well as we have produce bags at our actual distribution. And whatever we have left from that, we do donate it to a rescue missions down the road. Okay, yeah. So you are donating some of the unused food to rescue missions. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so earlier, I forget who mentioned this, but I, maybe both of you mentioned that food insecurity and asking for help is sometimes hard for people because they're embarrassed and they don't want to admit that they need help. So what are some signs, um, some common signs that someone may show if they're experiencing hunger or food insecurity? From what I've noticed in our distribution for the students who are kind of interested but not interested in, you know, actually participating, 
they show up, they ask about it, they kind of linger and look around and then they leave and then I'll see them at the next distribution. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a reassurance type of thing. I always tell them like, you know, um, you could always come to us. Like, you know, we don't ask any personal information. We just want to make sure you have the necessary resources that you need to succeed in college. Because I know for personal experience and from stories that I've heard from students that food insecurity does lead to them having a harder time in class because Mm -hmm. they're not as focused because they're worrying about when is their next meal they're not worried about what their teacher's talking about in that current time so it's kind of just reassuring them letting them know that we're not criticizing them for asking for help we just want to make sure that they have the resources that they need Exactly. And when you were describing food insecurity, it, it sounded like this is something that affects or can affect everyone. Um, so it's not in one group or another. It's everyone has the potential to be experiencing food insecurity. So maybe just, you know, um, letting people know that they're not alone and that there are many other people on campus experiencing this as well. So that was really helpful. Thank you. Um, and then I do, do just have one more question. Um, we mentioned that, you know, food insecurity also covers uh, people that might not have the option to purchase healthy options. Um, do you think that an unhealthy diet is cheaper than a healthy diet? Or do you think that there are some lower cost options for like healthy snacks and foods? Can I jump in on this one? Yes, definitely. I think that um, it's it can it can be a healthier diet can be more expensive, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, it's definitely possible to eat healthy on a budget and affordably. I think if you focus on things like whole grains and legumes like beans and lentils, and get some of those um, essential items on your plate, and then um, frozen vegetables you know, you're not really sacrificing nutrition there and they're generally more affordable and they'll last longer. Because I know even I run into the problem of, you know, purchasing fresh produce and not eating it in time and wasting it. And, um, but frozen frozen vegetables, you know, you can still incorporate uh, vegetables into your diet affordably. So I think if you, you know, lean towards the fancy packaged products that are marketed as healthy, it will be more expensive, but that's not always necessarily healthier. But if you focus on the just basic nutritious things that you need, um, it can definitely be affordable to eat healthy. It doesn't have to be more expensive. Yeah. Not falling into that healthy trap, you know, yeah. when prepackaged foods are labeled as healthy, if you just focus on those whole foods, they're going to be cheaper, like you said. So that was really, really awesome. Thank you for that. Um, and then the last question I have, this might be more focused for um, at Aja, but you know, Louise Cupboard is a really great resource on campus. Um, but are there any other resources off campus that you would recommend students, faculty members, or not people associated with NAU at all checking out around the Flagstaff area? Yes, actually, Louise Cupboard is partnered with Flagstaff Family Food Center. Um, they do a food box program that runs Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 1 p.m. And I have a program through Louise Cupboard to where if anybody wanted to go kind of check it out, they can come to me, fill out an application, and I can actually transport them off campus to the um, 
distribution center on the pickup days. And um, these food boxes can include anything from dairy to produce to meats and stuff like that. Um, so I think that is one of the really big resources. And it's the Flagstaff Family Food Center food box program if anybody wanted to Google it. Um, but they could also send me an email and reach out to me if they wanted transportation to the food box program. Awesome. I love that partnership that you guys have with the Flag Flagstaff Family Food Center. That's awesome. And I will put, um, Aja, your email address in kind of the info of this podcast episode. So if people do want to reach out and, you know, plan that out with you, um, they'll have your email. Um, so the last thing that I want to do, we kind of want to end this podcast with a rapid fire. It's very exciting. Um, so they're just easy questions, so don't get too nervous, but um, I'm gonna ask you four questions and um, Kristen, you can start and then Aja, you can answer after that. So first question, tacos or burritos? Tacos. Tacos. Tacos, me too, I'm a taco girl. Um, most use emo emoji. I think probably the upside down smiley face. I've never used that. It's my favorite. Uh, mine is the laughing face uh, with like my friends all the time. The crying one. Like, that would be a close second for me. <laughs> um, favorite type of birthday cake? Oh, uh, anything homemade. I love a classic marble. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like sh a Chantilly Deluxe cake. You can only get it in Hawaii. I was going to say, I've never heard of that. That sounds amazing. Um, and then last question, it's a brunch. What do you eat? Oh, I always struggle with this because I'm a vegetarian and I hate sweet things for breakfast. So that really limits me, but probably just something simple like uh, eggs and some potatoes and some fruit probably. Sounds great. If it's brunch, I usually eat a turkey BLT Ooh. with fruits on the side, yeah. Awesome. Well, great, guys. Do you have anything to add before we sign off? This has been such an interesting and insightful conversation, so thank you. I don't have anything to add, but yeah, thanks for uh, chatting with us today. I really enjoyed this. So. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, and so both of your email addresses will be added into the podcast episode info, like I said, so feel free to reach out to either Kristen or Aja if you have any questions. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed learning about food insecurity and sustainability with Aja and Kristen. Check out the podcast notes for resources discussed in today's episode. If you're looking for health tips to brighten up your Instagram feed, be sure to follow us at livewellnau on Instagram. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe to the Live Well Lumberjack podcast for monthly episodes surrounding health, wellness, and so much more.